This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. You're listening to the best of Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. So, Doc Brown's here. Doc Brown's here. Oh, yeah. Doc Brown, guys, that's, let's that's introduce That's the voice you're hearing, yeah. whoop, whoop. guys. Doc Brown, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Um, no, I, I just kind of let her choose the music. I just let right. her know if I disapprove. I see, you I know see. I mean? You know, he's yeah. basically just whinges. Real, real positive influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, what the hell is this? Why are you this? What, what are you bringing to the table? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any alternatives, but I'm just saying I hate your music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially that's, that's what happens. You're yeah. just judging me. I like, I like music and I love soundtracks and every song I play is in a movie somewhere. Okay. So it's related to the film industry. Nice, or all something. right. And it's a big wide, you know, we've got a wide variety of people listening, so. Yeah, but also it's, it's, it's the banter, in it? Like she knows I love her so I let her pick her thing it, it, it just yeah. it's an extra 10 minutes of me giving her a hard time which people like they email right, they, okay. email, they like it they like the, the, the dynamic between I see sitting on me you know? <laughs> sitting on you <laughs> that's a different show that's a different show <laughs> that's after night. so how you doing man what's happening uh, I'm, good. I'm good I'm good I'm I'm having some much needed respite it was it was, a, it was kind of uh, a couple of years there of not really resting at all I guess because you know when opportunities come your way in our business and you know how short that you know yeah, that yeah. Can, how that that period of time that your candle might burn you know i've <laughs> yeah. i've just been going for it but right. um yeah i got off like the the the, the press junket uh, for uh, for for Ricky's film Ricky Gervais's film and did and, you guys um, talk how, how where did you talk where did you talk well we did um we just did everywhere but we didn't have to travel everywhere so a lot of people came to right. uh, to London, so but you didn't we, get to go to Japan or anything. No, no, no. We we dealt with all, all the press, all the press, but most people came to Soho Hotel. I think hotel. we're losing out. <laughs> I think we're losing out, you know, Doc, because you know our friend Arnold, you know Arnold Ocean. Yes, yeah, you know he did the good lie, and he, he toured the world. I, I don't know why we can't tour the world. Like he's in Japan, places where they don't even yeah. have black people, and Arnold yeah. was there. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but I guess if you speak to if you speak to most actors, they they would tell you that. Um, that's the real sort of graft of the job that they don't yeah, necessarily course, yeah. look forward to, you yeah, know. Yeah. But, you know, these days you're contracted to that the same way you're, as you're contracted to, to act in the flipping I've film. I've got three kids. I look forward to it. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I know that. I know that and I hear that. Um, I, I think the one thing I learned from it, because it's the first time I've ever done it, is that if the film is good, that job is a hell of a lot easier. Because sure. there were some days where... I wasn't even sure if I was saying the same thing twice to the same interviewer because you were doing like 10, 15 in, in a, a row. row yeah. um, and I just thought, wow, imagine if the film was shit. Mm. Like, that must be so, so hard. School, and that must happen every day to the listeners. Like, so when, when Doc just said we do 10 to 15 interviews in a row, we're talking about literally, because people don't know this, we literally sit in a room and people come in back to back. Don't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Back and to back. and the, 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 all, the biggest break you'll get is when someone will go, um, do you want any more water? That's yeah. it. Like, or, I don't need, need any more water. To, or if you need to go to the toilet. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even have time for that. And here's so. the interesting thing. Most of these people come in and they go, oh, you've probably heard this all day. I've got a really original question, though. And they ask the same damn questions that we've been asked all day long. Am I lying? That's very, very true. And I think anytime someone um, just comes out of left field with a question, they get the best interview. And it really makes me laugh listening to... Um, interviews or pre-records with, with with other actors other artists and then when it comes back to the the studio live 
the, 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 the host will say something along the lines of, oh, yeah, I think he was a bit jet-lagged. He, was, he wasn't very responsive. And I'm thinking, I'm sat, sat there listening at home thinking, yeah, but your questions were so boring. You've been hearing the same Sorry, shit all day. I'm just breaking my chair. I'm just breaking my chair. <laughs> no, I, was, I, I, was. I was just trashing the studio <laughs> I am listening. Right but, no, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, if If you, if you want to get the best out of an artist, then engage them. Yeah. So um, there's a film show on, I don't want to plug other, other, other film yeah, shows, but there, there's a film show on, on Five Live um, with, with Simon Mayo and, and Mark Kermode. Oh, oh, oh. I quite like them, though. And I take, well, they're big fans of you, man. I love them, They're actually. big fans Mark of you. Mark um, is my G. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he bigs you up regular. Yeah. Anyway, when, when Simon's away, I take his place. You Fantastic. Know? And um, the last time I was on it, I interviewed Ben Kingsley. So I was part of that junket, the other side. And I could see what the other interviewers are doing. And I just thought, I'm just like, because the BBC was saying, this is what you should say, this is what you shouldn't say. And I was like, you know what? Let me do it my way. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know the guy, but I feel like I can engage him. Yeah, and you did. So number one, I'm not going to call him Sir Ben. I'm just going to chat to him. Yeah. And, and they were like, ooh, I don't know. And I was like, Did Listen. you go, yo, Benny? <laughs> Benny. B. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, yo, B. BK. You know what? I just, I, 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 obviously, I bigged up his movie. I'd seen it. So I thought, yeah, you know, it's actually, it's a decent movie. So I don't have to lie. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So I bigged up the movie, got him, got him on side. And then I, then I said, I did a bit of research on him. And I didn't realize he was of mixed parentage, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So I said, you know what? Like, I've found, like, as an actor, having uh, a mixture of cultures in my family it's is, is informed me on like it's, it's given me I don't want to say a universal voice but it's made me open me up from a young age yeah. to very different experiences which I think has informed my skills as an actor what do you think about that coming from a biracial background and Funny you should have seen that, his yeah. you should have seen his eyes lit up yeah. he, his eyes just lit up and he was fully engaged and then from that point on in the in the interview I swear down you can look this up yeah. on the iPlayer or whatever he goes see the the thing about you and I Ben <laughs> yeah. the, thing, the thing about people like us is uh, we are social chameleons you know and and, and the thing about you and I yeah, uh, yeah. people like me people like you yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was believe, like I oh, bro, got no one's getting this interview of today of course not of course nobody not. Uh, I'm very, I'm very proud of it. But you know, it just goes to show. Yeah. One small thing that's just sort of off. One hundred percent. Just, just well, out of left field. You're so going to engage her because Joanna does that, and oh, we often try to, we try to educate our young listeners, or well, not young, but our listeners that a lot of them want to get into the business. Yeah. If you ever become someone who's interviewing talent. You know, always look for a different angle. Don't just go in with the same questions. Try and, you know, like like Doc just said there, he found a way to engage Ben Kingsley and probably got the best interview out of everyone. And I think it's not just a cynical thing of just trying to get the best interview. That should be standard practice anyway. Mm. It's about just trying to be interested and understand that these people could have had 20 or 30 people yeah. in yeah, that yeah, day. And also think simple. genuinely about a conversation that you would be interested in. Yeah. Like if you think about when you, when you see your mates, you're not going to ask them the same stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're going to want a fresh, interesting conversation every time you see your mates. So hey, think Bill, about was, it like how that. How was that packet of crisps, Bill? Well, you, well John's yeah. just asked me that. Well, I'm asking you again. Just I find uh, hiding alcohol in my underwear, that always is a nice icebreaker for my interviews. Yeah. I'm a sh- is, I don't have any an interesting right fact. now. Uh, <laughs> she <but> says. <laughs> there we go. Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, we're talking like... Like airplane miniatures here. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like been my little thing when I do junkets. If I'm interviewing celebrities, I'll like whip out uh, just to break the ice, and nice. um, or do something. Yeah, just do something completely yeah. wacky. Yeah, um, well, I mean that that would, and it works. Yeah, <laughs> she's got that down. You've been doing pretty well with that. Actually, yeah, I've been doing a couple. Or um, what? Or do like Freudian slips or, or things like that. So okay, because <laughs> yeah. well. they're always like. 
Did she just, <laughs> just, just, just wake them up a bit? Well, wake I, them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, people, they think I look quite, you know, nice and innocent. And then I'll just like, I went in, my first ever interview was with Marlon Wayans mm-hmm. for uh, Fifty Shades of Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I went in and I was like, hello, hello. And I thought he, he was like, great, another, you know, interview. And I was like, so Fifty Shades of Grey was good. Uh, is black better? And then he looked, he sort of like, <laughs> looked, yeah, it, he looked at it. And then went, I see where we're going <laughs> and then like our interview just went off on another nice, level nice. of sexual innuendo there you go some lessons so tell there. me man so tell me how did um, how did you find the whole uh, life on the road because uh, uh, I'm assuming mm. and, and forgive me if I'm wrong you okay. know, I'm, I'm not always up on it you know what it's like when you work in this business you don't mm-hmm. always see your peers yeah, work yeah, all sure. the time that's your biggest uh, project today, oh, with, right? with, without a doubt you know yeah. I mean my my sort of my work on TV was getting more developed with with each job which is nice you know i, I kind of make a point of trying to do something that i haven't done yeah. before and 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 push myself so i I just completed uh probably my second sort of big kind of mainstream drama which yeah. is a series for for itv1 called brief encounters and uh you know i had the opportunity to play a character over over six episodes who was really going through some shit and it was just like it was such a beautiful opportunity for me because I've always felt that I've been able to do it but as soon as you become accustomed to comedy or or you're seen as somebody who who does comedy a lot of time you're not trusted with with, with these kind of dramatic roles so Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd done that but I always knew I'd known for 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 a couple of years that the 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 Ricky movie was on the cards because we we work closely together outside of uh, of the movie world and and have done for um well for about three and a half years now you know wow. I've been writing together and um, I didn't know that that's yeah. amazing yeah. and uh, in 2013 we did a sketch based on yeah. the two characters from I've the movie seen, yeah, seen that, for, yeah. for, for for comic relief and since then we've been talking about putting a movie together so it was a different experience to every, all the other acting work I've done because obviously all the other work I've been you know auditioning for and just trying to get involved you yeah. know whereas the movie um, I was there from the inception so did you write on the movie as well yeah yeah. yeah. so you've got co-written credit or no the way it's done is like <laughs> sorry, you know sorry, everything sorry, is that, oh, yeah <laughs> everything <laughs> is, is, is written and directed by, by Ricky which sure. is, is kind of understandable because it's, it's, his, it's his baby brand, but yeah, the sure. The way Ricky works is similar to Larry David or to, to Christopher Guest in that he creates scenes and allows looseness for the actors yeah. to contribute. Yeah. Um, but I was there from a blank page and I was contributing written stuff from the very beginning Fantastic. F- for my character and for our scenes together. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, was, I guess I was hoping for a, a, co- a co-writing credit, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, you have to search pretty far down the credits to, 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 to find <laughs> so any a reference to it. But yeah, think, it's, but it's cool. I, I like I being the underdog. I'm always the underdog, and I think when well, no, you see, when I'm you see, always the underdog. One. That's not, true. <laughs> I think when you see the movie and you see what my character's doing, I think it's it's kind of clear that. For people who Only one person could have <laughs> written that. <laughs> For people who haven't seen the film, what is your character? Who do you play within the... Okay, so the, the, the film sort of... It's a contrivance. It's a mock documentary. It's a contrivance that the, the film crew are picking up uh, with uh, on David Brent's life uh, t- years 12 later, years after. Yeah, years later uh, after the, um, the original documentary, The Office, and finding out where he is now. And where he is now is is very troubled he's he's been through therapy he's had a nervous breakdown and he's come out the back of that and decided that what he's going to do is spend every penny that he's got on trying to become the rock star that he always felt (laughs) he could be so that's kind of the conceit and then my character uh i i play a a guy that he saw at an open mic a, 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 a rapper that he saw at an open mic that um he 
agrees to manage and then sort of just steps all over his his fledgling <laughs> career forces him to come on tour with him with this awful you know rock band uh, and it's you know it's it's a, it's a kind of a buddy movie uh, there's a fish out of water element to it as well yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's two guys who really shouldn't be together, but yeah. are. Yeah. And they sort of learn to, uh, yeah, go on. What do, you think, what do you think's in the air this year in terms of, like, uh, you know, the music scene, mm. the quotation mark, urban music scene mm-hmm. seems to come back. And then films like Life on the Road, which mm-hmm. is Ricky Gervais, uh, mm-hmm. David Brent after 12 years. Yep. Uh, Bridget Jones. Yes. Which is Bridget Jones after, after 12 years. After 12 years. Brotherhood as mm-hmm. well has come back as a, a film after 10 years or uh, 10 yeah. years, years. I mean, do, do you think that, you know, and I know I'm responsible for one of those <laughs> and you are partly as well, <laughs> but do you think that we're running out of ideas or do you think that bringing back these brands is something that is a good thing for cinema because they've all come out and they've all done they've all done numbers so like you know what, it's a your, really interesting question because Bridget, Bridget Jones has done amazing yeah. I've really and enjoyed I, it I'll be honest I didn't see that coming no I, I did I did um, but I think I, I always believe if there's genuinely a story to tell then why not yeah. I, I've always thought that because yeah. I think you can tell the difference I think the audience can tell the difference when it's like well, we had to do another one, otherwise the yeah. box set wouldn't have really been a box set. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, can, all right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, you, you know, you look at a film like Creed. I expected Creed to be awful. Yeah. And I think it's pretty much widely accepted that that was a great return to form. It's a great film. And if you really analyse it, it is just Rocky all over again yeah. right, with a different character. Yeah. But it works. And um, I think sometimes... When there's, when there's something, when there's a tried and tested format that works, but more importantly, that people love elements within that format, if you can honestly tell in, uh, some kind of a new story around that, then why the hell not? Yeah, but do you know what I mean as well? Because obviously I know why I did it, but it, it feels like it's not just coincidence. There must have been a feeling in the air of people going, do you know what? There's, we should bring these. We should bring these back. You know what I mean? And they're all coming out of the same. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and, like and our films have done numbers as well. Just mm. they're not the same budget as Bridget Jones. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. with, with with our movie, it, the decision was made based on sort of general feedback because you know we 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 put put these characters together for comic relief. And um, we just waited for the the video to go online and yeah. see what, what the happened? feedback was like. And it was crazy. I mean, we thought it might be good. We felt what we did was funny, but um, it was way better than we yeah. imagined. And we sort of based our initial decisions of, you know, self-confidence on that. On, on that. Um, the bigger question of whether we're running out of ideas or not, who knows? I think... I always think it's sort of like peaks and troughs, you know, with 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 movies. You, there's always a period where everything's based on a book as well, you know. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> Everything, like yeah. where are the original screenplays, yeah, yeah. you know? Where who, who are the guys that are just just come up with a great idea and it is a movie. Yeah. Because, you know, films of, often get compared yeah. uh, unfavorably to a book and yeah. understandably so because you can get more detail and emotion out of a book From every a book, time. Yeah. Um but I, I do think it speaks and trust because there's always something around the corner that comes up and changes the game. Boom. You know? cool. And we have done that. Right, guys, I want to play. I've got a challenge to bring you guys. We're going to go oh. Facebook Live in a minute. So I'm going to exp- quickly get the game ready. 
Um, we've had a lot of emails coming in being like, oh my gosh, uh, Noel and Doc together, this is my, this has been my dream. Oh yeah, um, I've seen it. It's amazing. Uh, from, can can you guys work together? Um, amazing. Martha so, in Labrador Grove, yeah, Martha. We're just going to take a second. What kind of dream, Martha? What kind of dream? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Mm, I bet you want to know. Right, we'll be right back and we're going to play Cards Against Humanity with Noel Clark and Doc Brown. Fubar Radio presents... When We Waffle with Terry Minor, Pat Fox and Laurie Peters. Wagwan, you bad self. Let me tell you a little thing about myself. I'm a bad man. Listen to Foobar Radio at 12 o'clock on Thursdays for When We Waffle with Laurie Peters, Cat Fox and Terry Minor. It's a great ripping yarn. Wagwan! Every Thursday. When We Waffle with Terry Minor, Cat Fox and Laurie Peters. From 12pm on Foobar Radio. Okay, we're back. We're going to play. I was just trying to explain the rules and I thought I might as well explain the rules to everyone who's listening. This, okay, is, good, good this is Cards Against Humanity. Um, it's one of the best like pub games or anything for a night out. It's kind of, it's a game of wit. I'm just going to test your wit and see how funny you are because you guys both both write comedy so let's see who's funniest. <laughs> I don't write comedy. <laughs> well, I, That's I, I, not I, how I would describe well No Clark, but yeah. <laughs> I don't write comedy. Okay, so uh, it's white cards and black cards. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first round. So normally, you person who plays the black cards, it's the first person who pooped that day, um, the last person who's pooped that day. So, uh, but we're going to forget that, and I'm going to just—it's it's the actual rules of the game. I don't play right. the shit. You know, and then what? What, <laughs> what am I supposed so to do? So the point is, for example, um, I will read a black card, which mm. is normally a statement, and on the white cards, you have got funny answers. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to read out a statement. We'll do a mock one, which is in the new Disney Channel original movie Hannah Montana struggles with blank for the first time and you guys have got to look through your cards find the, what you think is the funniest right, filler okay. so you I hand it to me yeah I All read right. it out and then whoever I think wins the funniest oh, I answer at, I can look at these oh, I didn't I realise I could look yeah, at yeah you can look you can okay, look great. okay so for the first round that was um, we'll, we'll put that one down I'll pull out okay, another I've black laid, card I've laid out mine I've got ten here yeah, I'm okay Okay, so in this is the first one. Ready? Yes, yes. So instead of coal, Santa now gives the bad children mm, blank. What? Who's going first? Uh, just submit, submit, submit to I'd, me. I'd go for uh, horse meat. Okay, well, you can, you can hand it to me. Oh, I give it to you, do yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And then, and then hand me yours. <laughs> and then I will go, I'll go, instead of coal, Santa now gives the bad children horse meat. Or instead of coal, Santa now gives the children a middle-aged man on roller skates. That's <laughs> easily that okay. one. <laughs> no, you win that worst round. I thought, I thought I might <laughs> with that one. Okay, so what? Um, the second one. What? What's there a ton of in heaven? I'm going to give you some more white cards. So that okay, you can, thank you. You can be creative there. Okay, no, we've got Noel's in there, so I'm not going to look at what it is. I'm going to re- wait till I read it out to give you guys fair... Doc, what's your... I'm liking this game. I'm going to go for it's that It's so one. funny. Okay, so what's there a ton of in heaven? Authentic Mexican cuisine. <laughs> what's That's there hard a... to come by. <laughs> what's there a ton of in heaven? An erection that lasts for longer than four hours. That's even harder to come by. Um, I think the erection is going to win that I round. Think so got, you, I think you got, that you got a round each. Well done, well okay, done. Okay, awesome. Okay, so the next round. What helps Obama unwind? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I'm going to go for that one. Okay, got docs. Yeah, I'm not looking what it is. This is kind of more political than it is funny. But okay, <laughs> what helps Obama unwind? Sexy pillow fights. <laughs> mm. Okay, okay. okay. Um, what helps Obama unwind? 
not giving a shit about the third world. <laughs> <laughs> Political, see? Okay, no. No one wins that one. It is easier. It is easier. <laughs> okay. Um, what gets better with age? Mm. Let's have a look. Oh, man, this is disgusting. Is it? <laughs> I'm laughing already. I don't even know what it is. Okay. My one is technically true, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mine so. is 100% not true, and anyone who agrees with it needs to see a doctor. <laughs> what gets better with age? Child beauty pageants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's class. Dark. That's dark, though. And, uh, it's dark, but class. <laughs> what gets better with age? Concealing a boner. It does. Yeah, because they—they're they, they, they both, tr- they're both yeah, true. They're it's both not, true. It's not like the old days where you just you get up halfway through your lesson in class and it's just there. Bro, I used to be able to hang a wet beach towel on my shit, and now, now it just drops to the ground. Like, I, know, I feel it. I know. I know the. Yeah. I bet you do. <laughs> Seriously, those are the days. Right. <laughs> Next one. Okay. Um, what would grandma find disturbing yet oddly charming? <laughs> 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 okay, I've got a okay. selection from the dark. So, what would grandma find disturbing yet oddly charming? <laughs> no, you gotta pick one. Uh, these are all shit, no? Yeah, that's <laughs> well, the problem. Like, got, once you've been through the first few go. rounds, there you go. I can give you. Okay, so, what would grandma find? Oh, dis- no, no, this one, this one. Oh, okay, you're right, you can change it. What would grandma find disturbing yet oddly charming? Goblins. <laughs> Goblins? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would grandma find disturbing yet oddly charming? The clitoris. Yeah, I bet <laughs> yeah. Grandma's never found that shit. <laughs> Depends on when she was born. I think. Do you know what? If she's born before nineteen seventy, she's yeah, probably. But if she's one of those hood grannies from now, where she's like thirty-seven. Oh yeah, she knows <laughs> what she that knows is. about. It. When I first played this game, I played it with my younger brother, and we all played it, and he got that, and he went, "What's the clitoris?" And oh, we all, no idea. We, see, we first up, we were like, "Google it, mate." This is <laughs> a problem. This is a problem. How old is your brother? He was about 17 at the time. This is a problem, you see. You young boys don't know where the the, 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 the details are. The goods are. Mm. Yeah. you got to research that. old man like me can take your girl. <laughs> I can't say that I knew when I was 17. Though. Of course you did. Come on, doctor. I can't say that I knew. I don't know. Yeah, man, I knew. <laughs> my mum was a nurse. I'd be reading them anatomy books when she was at work. Nice. <laughs> I had a book in my house that was called The Breast, but there was nothing about the clitoris in there. It was very scientific. The, no. It was the just breast. about the breast, and that was. Yeah, I had that was a, we had a, just one breast, or early like? volumes. <laughs> uh, no, it was Bob. Bob the it, breast. It was, it was about like one of the Mister Men. But Bob the like, breast. it was called the breast. I yeah. guess that gave it sort of gravitas. Now, mom, see, breast. my mum. As soon as she's, I'm going to work, darling. All right, mum. Bam, anatomy book. Yeah, no, I was the same with the breast. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. That's the quite same. a shame that all you had was a little scientific. No, I also had the Littlewoods catalogue. Oh, okay. Yes, fine, I had the next catalogue. Yeah. The, the yeah. underwear section. Boom. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There used to be this girl in there and she had these pubes and you could see them through her pants and everything. I used to go nuts, man. <laughs> Such an innocent time when you think about I'm it. Innocent. You know I mean? It was so innocent. The Littlewoods catalogue. Yeah. Oh, mate, we're out of time. Oh, oh so, man. Uh, I think, Do, I think you won that round. Ra- you, you won that <laughs> <laughs> Early masturbation. Yeah. Doc Brown, no clock. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on again. Pleasure. Amazing. We're going to go for yeah, our last man. song. I missed you last time. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, okay. So I'm going to go for our last song of the day, which is from the Deadpool soundtrack again. There was two that I liked on there. Awesome. So thanks for tuning in, everyone, today. We'll see you next week. What's for the song? Background. It's Calendar Girl. Great. I will save you. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no worry, guys. Have a good weekend. King is back. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Go!
Clark for yes. Fubar Radio. We're with the big show. By the way, did you know I'm number two in the box office right now? With my you love tooting that horn, just, don't you? I'm just Give me a high so five. You know <laughs> if I was number two in the box office, I'd toot my horn yeah, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to start. Well, I'll let, I'll let the lady start. I'll let Johanna start. What do you, what, what, what yeah. do you want to start with? Now it's in your lap, so it better be a good question. I'm an Aquarius. I like long walks on the beach. That's a damn lie because I don't like to walk anywhere. So, yeah, <laughs> well, I want to know what your next movie project is. Um... It's funny. I've done. Uh, I'm represented by APA out in LA. Jeff Witches. Me too. Okay. APA. Fantastic. Another one. Um, so Jeff's my agent. We've done some stuff. I've done a couple of readings from Marvel. Um, I don't know if I look anything like the characters, but getting into that Marvel family, you got to get introduced to them. They got you know, and you know, the more reads you do for more casting directors, the more they get to know you, the more they yeah. get to learn you. Um, it's hard because right away you're typecasted. They look at you and. Oh, well, you're a big, intimidating guy. Well, yeah, but also I can, I can throw down. I can yeah. act. So you got to find the right opportunity. Uh, I have a TV series that may be coming up this fall that I'm really excited about. There'd be a good opportunity for me. And uh, we're just considering some other projects and seeing what's going on. You know, you know, it's such a, it's a lot of your talent. It's a lot of who you know and how you meet them and how do you get to know them because yeah. they're going to take a risk on you. Because yeah. you got to figure it's a business venture. They're, yeah. they're taking a risk on you to pull this character off and enhance the script or enhance this character. Yeah. 
you know, and there's so many great actors out there that are applying for the same job. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's a toss up. Is it something that a lot of the WWE superstars are, are glad about now where you have not only WWE studios with Michael Luisi, but you have the fact that a lot of the stars like like The Rock and Stone Cold earlier, now John and yourself and well, uh, are crossing over into movies. I think or? I think who's really transcending that for us has been Rock. Because yeah. I remember 20 years ago, nobody would talk to you in Hollywood. You know, they just wouldn't do it because yeah. you were a wrestler that didn't want anything to do with it, and rightly so. Yeah, there was only very few, wasn't there? Like there was Hogan very few, the but they weren't. You know, you weren't getting involved in any really big projects. Yeah. You know what I mean? And most of the projects that the guys did back then were. Um, they had friends and producers that produced a movie for them to do. You yeah. know, um, the difference is now is Rock has really gone out there and paved the way for for us and showing our work ethic, our our willingness to work with other people, our commitment, um, which is ingrained by us. I don't think people understand unless you've been around WWE and been backstage and seen. Uh, the work level that our talent's capable of. We have done that. You know what I mean? And you look at guys like Miz, okay? Now, Miz is a smart ass on TV, but Miz is one of the hardest working guys you'll ever meet. Very dedicated, very friendly, never complains about anything. You strap a dump truck to his back and tell him to walk it three blocks. He'll be like, okay, and he'll go do it. That's the kind of work attitude that you know in Hollywood is very important. You need to get along with your co-stars, your fellow actors, your director, be respectful, show up on time and work hard, know your lines. Yeah. Our guys are going to do that. You know, you've seen the success that Rock's had. You see the success that Batista's had in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, amazing. Batista knocked yeah. it out of the park. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just and you know, Dave was one of those guys that you know made a difficult transition where he was really popular at the time. He was one of the top heels we had, but he felt in his gut, I need to make this transition now, and Dave did it. So yeah, and he started with a couple of small films, and then you know he did well in those, and he had a home run with Guardians. Yeah. So when those kind of guys are proven, proven entities that deliver. You're going to look in the same pond maybe for another potential, and it makes it easier to take a risk. Yeah. So uh, that's the boat I'm in now. Yeah, I've been the big show for 20-something years. That's yeah. cool. But now I need to go in, sit down, meet with these people, let them know that I'm a human being, that you know I've got experiences, and I can give you A to Z, then find the right part they're willing to take a risk on because it's a risk and investment. I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed this, um, you know, but I'm black. Okay, can someone talk to me about this? Because yeah. I, I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, right? Anyway, and, and you are, aren't you? Yeah, dude. And, Jesus. Uh, something even more shocking. She's a woman. What? Right? Really? Yeah. So, oh my God. Actually, I gotta be honest with you. I knew that right away. <laughs> sorry. So, my sorry. point being, my point being, how do you guys? And, and WWE is great at it. But how do you guys? And what sort of advice do you give to people that have that have differences? You know, oh, like diversity. People? I think anybody that's different that brings a uniqueness. We're all unique our own way, whether we're black, white, short, tall, fat, skinny. So I guess I'm saying, how do we teach children to embrace that, do you think? We all are different. And you have to embrace your differences, embrace your gifts. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, if anyone puts a limit on you and says you can't do something, uh, you're the one that's making a mistake by listening to them. Yeah. If you want to be a WWE superstar, there's opportunities here for you to be a superstar. If you want to be part of this program, there's opportunities for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're gay or lesbian. It doesn't matter of ethnicity. We are actively recruiting all over the world from China, Japan, South Africa, Australia, Europe. We want diversity because mm-hmm. we're a worldwide product. Yeah. We want diversity. Diversity makes things better. If you have all carbon copy the same thing, it becomes very stale. Mm -hmm. Is life stale? Life's not stale. Diversity is what all the little chemicals and the neurons, electrons, everything bouncing off each other. That's what makes things happen because everything's unique and diverse, and that's what makes the magic happen. And you know, the more diversity you have, the more energy you have flowing, 
the better the project is. Yeah. I think it's good for people because you guys have your "Don't Be a Bully, Be a Star" campaign. Oh well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's good for for listeners and people to hear you say that because obviously, like we know everyone is different, but I think sometimes young people have a hard time. Well, another thing too is is that part of the Be a Star program. They have you know guidelines and building their chapters. But one thing when I talk to the kids about how important it is for them, hey, if somebody's being bullied, step up and help contact a respected adult, a teacher, yeah. guy. The other thing is too is, is a lot of things we overlook in those bully situations is, yes, the kid being bullied is a victim, but also the child doing the bullying is really crying for help. Yeah. How many times do we know in those situations that a bully yeah. is really crying for help? Yeah. There's something going on somewhere. Where, whatever it is, this yeah. kid is emotionally acting out because yeah. something is troubling that child because that's not natural human behavior yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, if anything we're about pulling together and fighting for the underdog and rising above we fought disease and famine and thousands of years of evolution to get to where we yeah, are yeah. so if something's against the norm and there's this bully then what's going on in this kid's life what's happening in this kid's life yeah. so by telling you're not getting the bully in trouble in all actuality, in situations like you're helping the bully find out what's wrong. And if you get it early enough, maybe you can correct this young man's path or yeah. young woman's path yeah. and they go on to a better professional existence. Very good point. I wanted to ask a little bit about um, behind the scenes because we've come I am not walking around in my underwear. It's not happening. Damn it. Damn it. No, you no. Pervert. We often come back after a show. We watch a show. With Mr. Uh, the amazing Mr. Sean Selman. With Mr. Yeah, Sean, Sean Selman, yes. And yes. then we luckily get to come back and meet you guys. And But we were like amazed. We're like, it feels just like a film set back mm -hmm. here. You've got roadies and everyone's half in costume. And like the family-ness that I can sense. Yeah, it is it's so that way. Yeah. Are there any kind of like back behind the scenes stories or anything? People ask me all the time. Says, oh, do you really like so-and-so? Do you really hate so-and-so? It's like any other job. Do you like everybody you work with? No, no. <laughs> but you're professional and you do your job. But I would say all of us mainly, yeah, there are going to be heated rivals here and there because we're all competitive. That's yeah. going to happen naturally. We're, we're competitive individuals. But when you spend the amount of time that we spend together, four or five days a week, 290 days a year all over the world, you got you, you got a family. You're going to know yeah. when, you know, so-and-so's mad or boyfriend, she's not having a good yeah. day or – you know, yeah. Um, so I find with your brother or sister. Kind yeah, of you know, I mean, you know, you, you know, it's it's weird because you can tell when people are, are having troubles and maybe they need a hug or maybe they need to talk or maybe they need to be left alone. Yeah. So, and you learn to, and most all of us are really good. I'm sure you guys are the same way being actors. Um, your therapy is your work. So when you get into your work, it's your cleansing. It's yeah. you might be upset, angry, pissed off, sad, depressed, but once you get into your yeah. performance. Yeah. Afterwards, you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And I think that's what all of us, we function well at is um, we're able to take our, our frustrations, our, our stresses, and we get to release that energy in a positive way out there in our performance. Yeah. And I'm not talking about yelling or screaming, but just even the fact of performing in front of the fans and giving them that match or that segment um, that's the awesome feeling that yeah. you can't you can't trade for anything no, it's, you know i mean I, I mean you know people talk about skydiving i've never skydived i'm not insane i'm not falling out of a perfectly good airplane for nothing it's yeah. not happening tom cruise hanging on the side of an airplane yeah. good for him i don't have the balls to do it not happening i'm, I'm with you man how many black <laughs> no. people you see get killed by sharks uh, uh no we don't do that shit how many black people die on everest None, because we ain't climbing mountains in the cold. Okay, wait a <laughs> what was the, what was the, no, no, LL Cool J stabbed a shark in the eye. Yeah, he, he, he lived. lived. You're listening to the best of Johanna James and Noel Clark on FUBAR Radio. Okay, then and now, we're going to play then and now, okay? Yeah. Favorite film when you were young? 
I'm not insinuating that you're old, but you know. No, I got it. I know where you're going. You didn't have to fill that younger. in. Younger. <laughs> Bastard. When I was younger, I think I had two films that I love. Of course, I love Star Wars when I was younger. Yes, I was mm-hmm. blown away by Star Wars, blown away by Star Trek. I remember watching with my dad, Bridge Over the River Kwai. Wow. Yeah. And that was one of those kind of movies that was intellectually so far above yeah. me for that age. Yeah. But I just remember getting into the movie and be like, it was it, it took me away. Even as a kid, it held my interest. Yeah, I was a Goonies man. Remember Goonies? Oh, yeah. I was hey, go- you guys. I yeah, I know. But I look, I look like the Goonies, so I'm no, skipping over that. No, you don't. There's a lot to say now. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, yeah. Actually, I could be yeah. the Goonie. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, Thanks. And favorite film now, yeah. you think? Favorite film now. Um, Brotherhood. Yeah, <laughs> which, by the way, is number two, two in the box office. office. Yeah. Um, I think I, I've, it's funny. I've had some some films that I absolutely love, and it's funny. I, I tend to go towards like uh, Eastwood. You oh, know, wow, my yeah, my favorite of all times, Unforgiven. Yeah, it's one of my favorite films because of the the character was so awesome. Because even though he's there and he's trying to change his path. But he's done Outlaw Josie yeah. Wales and Two Mules for Sister yeah. Sarah. So you had no problems accepting the fact of this character's past. Yeah. That William Moody was a bad son of yeah, a gun yeah, who tried yeah. to change his ways. And then Gene Hackman was so amazing being that bully and the way he went after English Bob. And, you know, that the whole synergy they were doing there were where Gene Hackman was the aggressor. He yeah. was the intimidating one. He was the bigger alpha. Yeah. And then... Eastwood's sick. He's got the flu. You know, the kid's trying to be like Eastwood, but does still has a soul. So, you know what I mean? Even though he shot the guy in the toilet, you find out that he's never killed anybody before, and he realizes he doesn't have that black heart to do it. So yeah. you see that human side, that human gambit. And then when Morgan Freeman gets killed and Eastwood has the drink, you see the change. I got goosebumps now. You <laughs> see the change come over his yeah. character where it's almost like, I'm done. I'm not playing around anymore. Yeah. And then you see how things change where Hackman, who was the bully, now ends up like all bullies. He's on the receipt because yeah. he ran into a bigger alpha. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw the fact that Eastwood didn't have any remorse. Yeah. He didn't have any soul. It was just you're dealing with death and death has showed up and called your number. And I just – I love that movie for yeah. that. So, so that was my examination of Unforgiven. That's so, it was a little deep. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, Previous film, what's your favorite previous film that you've done? Film that I've done, actually, my best work now that it's that extensive. I love the work I just did with uh, the Soska sisters and Vendetta. It was kind of a, a quick movie. We shot it in three weeks, which is oh, fast. That's right? yeah. yeah, that was an opportunity. I worked with Dean Kane, who yes. I don't know if you guys know Dean, but he is absolutely amazing. I had my first death scene, and uh, we were running out of daylight, and it was the last shot of the day that we were doing that day when I die. We have one basic because of lighting. We have one, one shot, shot at it. There. One <laughs> shot at it, you know. And I've never died before. I've got, you know, all this stuff to do. And uh, so Dean ends up slicing my throat while I'm on top of him about to shoot him. He's yeah. got a knife hidden and he cuts my throat. So I got to grab my throat and bleed and then fall off of him. Because at the end, because I had beaten his wife and killed her by hand and tortured him, I've been the bully. Now that my throat's cut and I'm bleeding out, the, the tables have turned. Yeah. He's going to be above me, put a bullet in my head, kill me. Yeah, yeah. Now I get to be afraid and vulnerable, yeah. which I haven't been the whole movie. Which you know as an actor, as an actor, that art to go from ah to afraid is, is cool. Yeah. But as I'm on top of him dying, I start to fall off and he holds my hip. So I, I'm wrestling. I get it. He's giving me the office. Yeah. And then when the time's right, he pulls on my jeans a little bit and then I fall yeah, off of it. So then we finished the shot and the girls were like, oh, that was awesome. That was perfect time. I was like, 
my man took care of me. Yeah, but yeah. he was that kind of giving actor. Like it was a prison movie, and you know it was low budget, but we did what we could do with it. But he did all of his own stunts. He took the beatings every day, yeah. and it's really amazing because he set the tone of how a good lead actor sets a tone. 100%. Nice to everybody. Yep. Shows up on time. Can do attitude. Yep. Works his ass off. And the set was so amazing the way everybody worked hard because the lead actor set that yep. tone. And that was one thing I learned right away. Like, that's the kind of actor I want to be a guy that's that works with everybody, that says hello to everybody, that works well with everybody. And, you know, if you do have it's an attitude. You do have an attitude. You have it at home in the hotel room by yourself, and yeah. you kick the shit out of the pillow at home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed working with him so far. The best. I mean, every experience is unique. When I did Knucklehead, Michael Watkins was directing that. Right. <laughs> My first director. Was Knucklehead, the one where your character was a bit. I was a bit. I'd grown up in an orphanage. I yeah. wouldn't. I, you know, it's not like Tropic Thunder. It's not like yes. It's not like Tropic Thunder. I didn't go full. Yeah. You know, but anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Watkins, my first director, meeting with him. I'm like, okay, I meet Michael Watkins. He's you know easy writer. He's done all these amazing works, uh, NYPD Blue, yeah. and all these shows. He's I mean he's hell of a director. He's a little crazy, but a hell of a director. Yeah. He comes in with a straight face. He says, "I got two rules: know your lines and show up on time." Yeah. And he walks out. Yeah. And I was like, "That's it? Oh my god!" So I'm, I I know this script. That's I know the fun. I know the DNA of this script. <laughs> like. I, we didn't have a title for the movie. It was called The Big Show Project. Yeah, we didn't yeah. even have a title for yeah. it yet. So then when I get on set with him, I spit the lines out, and he comes over, and he says, listen, you know the character. If some of the lines stain your teeth, which is a great line, yeah, he says, put it on how Walter would say it. And so be Walter. Yeah. You know Walter. Right. So then he was so kind. I was like, okay, where's that crazy guy? Weeks ago. <laughs> this is cool. But at, with him, I learned a 1T, 2T, 3T, 4T shot. Yeah. He taught me all the a little creeps and Mickey Rooney and the yeah. Martin. Like, I learned a lot of the lingo because I just sat next to him at the camera and yeah, learned. Right. So speaking of that, do you feel like, um, is there a director that you would absolutely love to work with? And learning so much from, as you just described, do you think directing one day, whether it be WWE programming or whether it be movies is something that you'd like to go into? Uh, I don't think I would have any aptitude whatsoever for being a director at this stage. I am so green. I wouldn't even want to try to venture into that field. Directors are amazing because they actually picture the entire movie in their heads. That's an ability that I don't know how, if I have to be able to do. The relationships they have with their crew to motivate their crew. Yeah. Um, which, you know, a movie is based on its crew. You live and die by your work efficiency of your crew. Um, I don't think I'd want to undertake that pressure. You know what I mean? Um, As far as directors, there's so many great directors out there. But, you know, you have your dream director. Yeah, I'd love to be directed by Clint Eastwood someday. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'd rather have, I I, I wouldn't mind having a donut and a cup of coffee with Clint Eastwood. I wouldn't mind scrubbing Clint Eastwood's toilet. I'm fine with whatever. I just (laughs) want to hang out with Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Scrub my toilet. Scrub my toilet. Okay, yes, okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead and do it, sir. Go ahead and do that, sir. But, you know, I mean, you know, that's that's one of those kind of things where um, you want to work. I, I mean, I'm open-minded. I want to work with anybody that will uh, help me become the best actor that I can be, get the best performance that I can, yeah. and willing to take a risk on me. Because yeah. here's the thing. I'm very coachable. I've been an athlete my whole life. Yeah. So I'm used to running offenses, running defenses whatever matches we need out there hitting time cues. So I'm used to following directions and instruction. And I think that's one thing that I do bring to the table for a big guy is I'm very open with my other actors. I feed off the energy of my other actors that help me put me where I need to be. And when you get that synergy flowing, I'm getting the cusp of it now, 
but you can really see where great actors have that magic and it's, it's done right. So that's the entertaining part for me. That's the part that I want to be a part of and someday uh, maybe get into some live theater acting and stuff, which is kind of like wrestling, but theater yeah. I think would be good yeah. at well, some point. This is point. one of the best theater shows we ever see. Yeah. Aww, I think thanks. Wendy Mallard's a good buddy of mine. She was a knucklehead. Uh, she talked to me all the time. Um, what was the movie she wanted me to redo? Uh, of Mice and Men. Oh, Mice and Men. Yeah, she wow. wanted me. She says that would be a good one for me. And she said I would like theater acting because I'd have the, you know, when you're when you're in front of a crowd, you have the instant gratification of your yes. audience. Yeah. Films is completely different because you yeah, don't know you don't what know. you did. And there's some editor yeah, that's picking something that he thinks is good because sometimes yeah. you watch and go, ah, that other one was better. Because yeah. I don't watch, I'm never, I'm not a watch my dailies kind of guy. Yeah. Because I wouldn't know if I did something right or wrong. Yeah. Anyway, I trust the director and my other actors and my gut. And yeah. then watching again is not going to help anything but keep me up all night questioning it, you know? But honestly, man, you know, I, this is like theater. I've done theater. You know, I've done theater. <laughs> did theater for years before I started making movies and directing movies and blah, 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 blah. If you yeah. think, you know, you're saying I'd love to do theater, you, you guys are doing it and doing it well. So oh, fantastic. I think you're probably yeah. a lot closer than you actually think. And you're performing tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, I am. Big guy so, wearing spandex. Yay! And we will we'll be spot there. you. We will watch yeah. you. Good deal. That's it. Man, thank, thank you, so you so much. Thank you, guys. Congratulations thank on your you. movie. Thank Fantastic. You I look thank forward to much. catching it. Yes. I'll be uh, back in the States next week, so uh, we'll yeah. check it out. We'll see. Yeah. But thank you so much. Thank, thank you very you. much. Good luck. This has been Poobar. <laughs> you're listening to the best of Johanna James and Noel Clark on Poobar Radio. Hello, people. Hello. Hello, good Friday, good Friday, good, good Friday afternoon, evening. It's not good, good Friday, but it's good. It it's is a good, good Friday. Friday. All right. Right, it's Johanna James, and this week we have TJ in the building. Yes, TJ World himself. So um, I'm filling in for Noel Clark yeah. as he's in Toronto Film Festival. Noel, yeah, Noel's. Like he's he's gone off to Toronto Film Festival oh, because lovely. Brotherhood has yeah. got into the festival, what? which is amazing. I know. Go on, no, get in, get into that have film. It. Have it. <laughs> Tell Drake I said hello. Right, guys, we have in the studio today. We have got two members. Yes. Of the man on the wall, third one is on the way. He's flying down. <laughs> so welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having yeah. us. So if you'd like to introduce, which one's which? Okay, so this voice that you can hear now is Javan, Javan Wade. Yeah. And this voice, the slender and fine one, is D. Carte. Also the lying one. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> like it, I like it. That's brilliant. And you guys, yeah, you guys are members of Wall of Comedy. Well, Man's on the Wall and also Wall of Comedy. If you could uh-huh. explain to the listeners, in, c- in case they're not sort of educated, cool. what that is. In case they live in a hole. In case sure. they, yeah, literally cool. a, an internet... Uh, I'll take Madam, you take Wall Comedy. Cool, Cool. so Madam on the Wall is an online series about uh, three characters, Failure, played by myself, Younger Baker, played by D, and Younger Baby Tiny Whiny, played by Purcell. (laughs) And it's about three, uh, what do you want to call them, hoodlums, hood rats, something like that, that, who basically (laughs) sit on a wall uh, every single day and just kind of tell stories about their everyday lives. And we started that about five years ago. Uh, About... 30 million views deep wow. and yeah man we're here was now it, was it YouTube or was it where it was, you... it was uh, YouTube. YouTube but it ended Something up like... on the telly as well the characters yeah. ended up on a, uh, a show called Youngers Okay. Yeah, yeah. So do you played those characters in in that program. Yeah. So they, oh, they, they just sucked our characters, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nick man. They just nicked them. Well, at least they didn't get someone else to play you. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. That yeah, could that, have been deep. Yeah, that would have been So where is where is the wall actually based? Let's like you know, let's get some insight info. Yeah. Where it's is geographical the wall, location? Geographical location. Oh, 
or where are they meant to be from? Are they meant to be from they're, anywhere? They're, 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 do you know what? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Like, generally speaking, the, the characters are not really from a specific place. They're just kind of generic and we try to keep it as generic nice. as possible. But in terms of real terms, we're all from South, isn't it? Yeah, so and where is the actual wall? The, the actual first wall. wall. The, the first, first wall is in the borough of Lucian. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. That's nice. So got some inside info. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. We should be like a, it should be like in like one of those tour guide books. They should like, put a plaque you, on the wall. Yeah, you should no, go it should sit. Be. It should Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like tour to South London. Okay, yeah. It's I huge. want commission if people start paying. Yeah. I want beef eaters standing by the wall and stuff yeah. like that as well. Really? No, because yeah. it's like it's like the Great Wall of China, <laughs> and then you've got the, the, the wall. Great yeah. Wall of Lucian. The Great Wall of the Man. Exactly what I'm thinking. They can both be seen from space. Exactly. Yeah, and the Wall of Comedy. That's like a comedy platform. It's huge on Facebook. Oh, I love that. I love it. Guys, um, please, please, please go and watch Wall of Comedy. If you are bored it, or unhappy, you it, broke up with your missus, or you got, you're just coming from a funeral, go and cheer yourself up. Or you're just um, at home high. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like 70% of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stoners. <laughs> you're strolling, you're getting yourself into a hole. But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, so it's just a comedy platform. It hosts uh, 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 a wide range of comedy talent online. Um... Uh, it's got millions of views. What's it on now? Uh, it's uh, on two and a half million uh, two, likes, aka okay, followers, two. and between two to three hundred million views per month. And so, do you guys manage? Like, are you managing the page, or do you just put content on the page? Like, how do you? Is it a business? Oh, it's, now? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a business. It's, it's a yeah. It's it's, it's it's kind of a big deal now. Yeah, Jana. it's kind of a, it's a little bit oh, of a big okay. deal. It's huge. Um, is it turned into like Facebook? It's just you, there's not just a Zuckerberg. There's a yeah, Z- yeah. There, there's a bunch of That's yeah, it. yeah. Zuckerberg. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's what I'm there's a but there's a bunch of. Um, uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of an acronym for a, a wall team. Yeah. yeah, it's a team. Yeah, a squad. there's Great a bunch minds. of bricks which create bricks. that wall. Yes, that's it. Tetris. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Tetris analogy. It. I like. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yeah, we have a full team who you know um, who work with us and, and help us to run a page. And Brilliant. yeah, we, we 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 were just we didn't really do much. We just kind of came up with it. That nice. Was have, you, <laughs> have you just got an office now? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You do, you do, do man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, do you have? You're gonna expand it and do like um, they do on Facebook. They've got um, I think the Facebook office on the Google offices. They've got like table tennis and that's game what we tennis. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You got all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Can I come down and jam? All of that. Like, we ain't got that I, stuff yet. We ain't got it yet. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, we're gonna do it. When you do, let me know. I wanna come round and play in it. We're gonna come round and get whooped. Yeah. What a table tennis? Bro, I swear, in a past life, I was Chinese. But did you go? But did you go youth club though? Exactly. Bro, I went youth club. Yeah, man. I went. I, I told you. But clubs. I'm talking about the youth clubs where the rubber was peeled off. The yeah, back yeah. Was just wood. I went to youth wood. club in depth. I used to have man. to play with my hand, bro. Oh, okay. You know them way there, okay. like back hands with the real back hand. Okay, so you never reached foot levels. Yeah. No, All right. No, no, See, no, yeah, no, no, no. Jay, See it there. You still play with your hand. Come on. Okay. Right. We've got the third member has joined us. Introduce yourself, sir. Yeah, what's going on? It's Penguin here uh, from the Wall of Comedy. Um, <laughs> Percy is also a name. He, he meant pussy old, but he's yeah. going to have to swear on his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's FUBAR. Do you know what FUBAR stands for? Uh, what is it stand for? Now you say it. Have a guess. What's Fuck you, acronym? bitch. Fuck you, bitch. All right. Fuck you, bitch. All right. It stands for Fucked Beyond All Recognition. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was actually. It, was re- it is really sort of mad like that. Look, look, yeah. at, look at the logo. Guess what that is? 
That's a middle finger. Oh, that is a middle finger. Yeah. Hey, this that's is the best we, station ever. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Fuck the best. Fubar. Oh my god! <laughs> so Fubar, do I get a chair? Do I get? A yeah, chair we will no, find you, you a chair. We sold it. I oh, sold the chair. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get. I'm gonna get one for you. Oh, you okay. just, just a little chair. So guys, as well as doing YouTube and Facebook and all this stuff. I hear that you actually have a actual movie coming out in the production line as well. Indeed, we do. Yes, we do. Like an actual movie. An actual movie, like an actual film. Is like it? Is it the, the same characters or is it? No, completely different characters. Um, the film is called The Weekend Movie and it's about a group of friends. They find, well, this group of friends specifically are not really used to kind of being in money and being popular or being, uh, having any attention really. And not they like find... Yeah, yeah, we, you know, that's, what, that's the good thing about being an actor. You can play as far Disney away as you can. That's far, that's complete opposite, polar opposite, isn't it? Um, and yeah, these characters find 100 grand and their lives change wow. over a weekend. But whose money was that? <gasps> Watch it and find Ooh. out. Santa Claus. Ooh, maybe. I'm just oh, putting a guess in there. It could be. Okay. The two fairy, maybe. Did they spend it all? Or they yeah, try and spend it all? They don't save it, they, they, open up an ISA, they, think about going to an investment banker. None of that. You know, this stock is the thing. shares. See, the messaging of films nowadays needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> it should. It should. You know, the whole, the whole coding of films nowadays is just all wrong. It is. Oh, well. Well, if you're young and you found 100 grand, you are not going to invest no shares. I know that. So it sounds like a really fun movie, That's guys. Cool. I cannot and wait did, to see it. Did you write it? Or was it? No, we didn't no. write. We had we had great input in it, um, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of flexibility and, and wow. the trust of the director and of the writers, which cool. yeah. So who, who directed it? It was directed by Sheridan Myers, and it was uh, the story was by Kojo. We got uh, Kojo. We got Kojo comedian. and Sheridan. Uh, Kojo and comedian. <laughs> that was yeah. so passionate. Yeah, we got Kojo and Sheridan. Yeah, enunciate, do you enunciate on the radio? I like that. It sounds real fun. So, were you allowed to um, ad lib um, some of the lines? Because you know, like some people are quite precious. You know, um, especially Kojo being a, a comedian, he will have his timing like bang on and stuff like that. So, are you allowed to play with the script in any way, or was he like, no, that's not where the laugh comes? Yeah, no, do you know, what it, do you know, what it is like when you're funny. Mm-hmm. I'll just straight up diva. I'll just straight up diva. Oh Let's snap! Have we been food bar stands for honesty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they just said, you know, you guys are funny. So uh, there was a lot of trust, to be honest. It could have been different, you know what I mean? But yeah, th- th- yeah Kojo was like, look, we, the reason why we wanted you guys to play these characters because we want to bring your flavour to these characters. And okay. that meant, you know, us bringing our input and, you know, making what was funny funnier. Yes. And brilliant. you have to understand, Kojo's a comedic genius. Yeah. Man, you know, yeah. so when we were at work, you know, very often you'd see shock in his eyes because he was witnessing magic every time. Magic. Mm, you know I, mean? look at him. Magic, I like you. David Blaine up in the room. Look at you. He's like David Blaine. This is Houdini. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like that. I like that. I like that. You're listening to the best of Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Hello, welcome everybody. It's Johanna James and TJ, aka Teach World. Filling in for Noel Clark today on Back Row and Chill. Yes. It's Friday. Oh, wow. Thank God it's Friday. We might have to get that tune on today. Ooh, get that yeah. Friday feeling kick-started. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You've had coffee today. Um, or something. Johanna. 
Just that's, saying. How, that's how rumours start, you know. That is how rumours start. <laughs> Me. <laughs> well, I know. We are going to play, finally, you're going to play your Kent Jones interview. Oh, yeah. DJ, because I'm so excited to hear about this. Oh, <laughs> right, so uh, here we go. It's a bit of Kent Jones. I'm TJ. Nice to you meet you. Know. As you know, obviously, mm-hmm. your song got to number one in the US hip-hop charts, yes. right? And it stayed in the UK charts for about six weeks, which is like... Man, that's fucking amazing, yeah? Absolutely amazing. I bloody love that song, um, by the way. When you found out that it was at number one, how did you celebrate? What was the first thing you did? I was in the studio. What did you do, though? Like, take me there. What did you do? What did we do? What was you doing? I don't know. Did you get a phone call? Yeah. How did you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, Khaled, me and Khaled talked about it. Yeah. But as far as the celebrate thing, did I celebrate that? Yo, cool. Did we celebrate that? Niggas was in the studio, right? Okay, okay, cool. That's your ma- manager there. You know who that? Is? You know who that is? I can't see my my glasses. You, you I can't know see. who Cool and Dre is, right? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. Cool. Shut up. Yeah, it's a legend. Of course I know. Yeah. Oh my god, sorry, uh, mate. You know what? You ain't celebrated the number one. Call me, you. We're gonna go celebrate the number I one. I like later. that. Yeah, because you ain't celebrated, so I'm gonna make that happen for you. I, I care. We had that district tonight. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm gonna make that happen just That's for you. Right. All right. So yeah, congratulations on that. I think it's absolutely um, epic that you know, and and you know, be in the top 100 in the Billboard as well. I mean, it's like it's just it's, wow. Um, but also I want to ask you: Do you, in that song you speak a few languages and stuff like that? Are you bilingual by any chance? I'm not. You're not? No. Okay, then. So if you could speak another language, what language would you speak? Uh, Sarcasm. <laughs> that being your first language and your first option. Yes. You sure? Uh, yeah. We do a film show. If you could do a film or be in a film, yeah. one, what kind of genre would the film be? Okay. And what would that film be called? That's funny. <laughs> Ken Jones did. Ken Jones definitely got his first movie offer for real. It's funny, yeah. it's funny you say that. Yeah. The type of movie I would want to be in, though. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I want to be in this one, too. Let's not get that wrong. Yeah. I want to be in the movie. Hey, hey, hey. Can you but, tell us what it is? But if, if I were to... We'll talk about it. All right, cool. If I were to uh, be, you know, choose a movie, it would be either between, like, a house party. Yeah. A Friday. Yeah. Or, like I said, I want to do the horror movies, but I want to actually, I want to play the villain. Oh really? Yes, I I do. I make a real good crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. What kind of villain? My my favorite horror villain is Freddy Krueger. Who's yours? Like, who's your favorite horror villain? I'm more like a the so, the Joker slash Joker slash slash uh Kingpin from Daredevil. Damn, that's a new kind of mix of horror villain. Yeah. I'd like to see that. We need to make that happen. All right, then. So myself is Freddy Krueger, and you is the Joker slash Kingpin. Tarantino, if you're out there, you know, yeah. make that happen. We, we're we ready. We're ready. Oh, yeah. All right? So you like Earth, Wind & Fire, of course, right? Love. Love Earth, Wind & Fire, as we know. Okay? So I wanted to ask you, if you could be a superhero, okay, mm-hmm. right, and you could have a superpower and you control one thing, would it be Earth, Wind & Fire? Which would you control? Light. So what would that come under? Would that come under Earth? Well, it's that's, one that's, of fire, the, that's fire. That's fire. It's one of the, I mean... It's it's an element on its own. It's an element. On That's its the own. element they never added. It's the actual. <laughs> seriously, the actual core elements are earth, wind, wind, wind fire, fire, and light. Yeah, 
And so you'd be like, yes. So you just you just done took my question, and just fucked it all up. You fucked up the whole thing straight. So good. <laughs> I like that. I right. that's good. That's good. That's good. You've given a lot in your interviews today. Yes. You've given us a lot of things. Uh, people been interviewing you all day. So you've given a lot of yourself, and you give a lot of yourself to the world because you make such great music, and you give so much enjoyment to many people, millions across the world. Yes. Right. So I'm wanting to give you okay. something. Okay. In return, some fun facts about yourself that you never knew about yourself. Okay. Uh-oh. I like to call this segment Does Kent Jones Know? First fact about yourself is Kent is a county in UK, mm-hmm. just outside of South London. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Uh, second fact about yourself is Kent Jones is actually a real estate agent in the UK in a place called Wrexham. Uh-huh. Um, the website is www.kentjones.co.uk. So if you're thinking about buying property, possibly, you know, you might get some free property. You might want to drop them, do you know what I'm saying? So That'd they're using nice. your name, kentjones.co.uk, holler them or whatever. Um, that's another fun fact about yourself. And the third fun fact about yourself is that you share the same second name as a great superhero superman clark kent yes hey, there you go so that is uh that's uh fun facts about yourself there you go do you feel like you know yourself a bit better now yes <laughs> thank you for that you're welcome you're welcome okay so i want to ask you um what is your favorite film it's hard or top man. three top three all right that's better go on, it's a little better let's do that let's hold let's we got up. we got we got the six man okay featuring marlon wayans and kadeem hardison Oh, I need to go watch that. Okay, we need to watch that. We need to go we need back. the trailer. We need to go back. Okay. Um, I think my my sweet Valentine or something like my that. My sweet Valentine is that a rom com? It's a horror movie. A horror movie. Yeah. Oh, is it the first three D? Uh, that's the guy. That's the yeah. That's the guy that was in the mime. Yeah. And they were going and digging uh-huh, and he was uh-huh. killing people. Yeah. Oh the, snap! Shit. Uh, shit, shit, shit. The graphics on that is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dope. All the Final Destinations. Yes. Bro, like you think, how many ways can they accidentally kill someone? You know, and they incredible. think of something else every way. Like, have you got a favorite Final Destination kill? My top three kills on, on oh, Final Destination, Destination. Go, go. Was a when the guy was in the drive-through and the 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 truck ran into him and the fan sliced his head in half. Jeez, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. And the other one was when the guy was like, "I'm not gonna die." At the end, the thing came, split him in half. <laughs> And I think the last one would have to be when the roller coaster broke. Yeah, yeah. Flew and out they did flew the out. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine's the one when the glass dropped on top of him. I would Ooh. say oh, that was a deep one. When the oh glass, no, 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 no! Smushed the guy when the guy was working out. Yeah, and the thing came down and cr- yeah. smashed his head. Smashed that was a good one. Too. That was a good one as well. But I wanted to ask you this, Jay. Okay, go with me on this little journey. All right. So you're walking through the desert, yeah. And as you're walking through the desert, you stumble upon this magic lamp. Okay, this magic lamp gives you one wish, and you can bring back any music artist to work with from the past, uh, who's, who's sadly left left us now. Who would you bring back? If bring I was where. If you was walking through the desert, you stumbled upon this magic lamp, okay? Yeah, yeah. And this lamp gave you one wish, and the wish was to bring back a music artist to put on a record from the dead. You can bring them back and to be on a track with you. Who would you bring back? it have to be Mike. Boom! I'd say the same damn thing. Yeah. Ken, you've been absolutely amazing. Have you enjoyed the interview? Absolutely. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Okay, I've listened to your new track. It's absolutely amazing. Thank I predict you. it for going to number one. If it doesn't, then I'm it's gonna follow, go. I'm gonna beat up Bill, Trust Mr. Me. Billboard himself hey, or whatever. It's called, okay, I'll do that for you, bro. We, we, we got one. We All got right, another one. <laughs> Good. Big shout out to Gigs. You yes. already know it's not gonna stop. 
Yes. One. There you go. There you go. All right. Thank you. Um, I've been Tej Weld on Food Bar Radio, and this has been the amazing Kent Jones. Yes, sir. You're listening to the best of Johanna James and Noel Clark on Food Bar Radio. I'm Johanna James, and I'm here with Maria and Natalia. Just so we can explain to all my listeners on the radio show, uh, you are you're a member of Pussy Riot, and yep. you're a founding member of the Belarus Free Theatre. Belarus Free Theatre. Pussy Riot. It's much more easier to pronounce than Belarus Free Theatre. Yeah. <laughs> People, yeah, in England, people know the word pussy more. For people who don't know what you are and what you do, do you want to just quickly explain to people why you're in London right now? We are back to a theatre, Soho Theatre, from where we started in the UK in 2008. Mm-hmm. We brought our two production, Bin Harold Pinta and Generation Jeans, and it was the last public appearance of our patron, Harold Pinter. And it was absolutely unforgettable time in this particular country. In that moment, we came living in Belarus, this moment, my husband and me and our partner, Vladimir Sherbin, were political refugees in the UK, but our actors continued to work underground in Belarus. And Masha is our special guest who was underground in Belarus, right? Yes, so we are here because uh, we are doing a show, Burning Doors, on this stage, you probably see. So it's our first uh, collaboration. And it's your first ever debut show? And my performing. first time on the stage, yes. Mm-hmm. And it talks about uh, three artists. Masha, Pyotr Pavlensky, who is number one contemporary artist in Russia, who was released in June, and Oleksin, soft Ukrainian filmmaker who got 20 years in jail, and he served only two years. And so for people who don't know, who maybe think it's a play, it's, it's more of like a performance piece like a protest piece complicated multi-layered multi-layered um, yeah so it's a physical theater it's a psychological theater it's a lot of understanding of where we have limits of our body and our mind the show is in russian but it has subtitles everybody can see it i had heard of pussy riot before like in the news and it was on my kind of circle of, of knowledge but i didn't understand what they were until i properly googled it and like looked you up because i thought like many other people that you were a band um which is not true so we want to make sure that everybody understands what prissy right is and it's not a band and no it's a (laughs) punk collective actually yeah collective punk collective which is doing a political art the story is very easy when president putin decided to go third time to president's chair yeah. we start our uh, let's say activities mm-hmm. uh, in russia after one of them which was in the so-called cathedral in moscow we were put to prison for two years uh, yes. two of us me and nadia and after that we were released and we started human rights project and now we helping other prisoners succeed several times for example we were providing a lawyer to Peter Pavlensky, who is one of the characters, let's say, of this play. And also we are doing art projects. So this is one of them. For me, it's a chance to firstly show the very inside of my prison experience. Yeah, so two years you were inside for standing up for yourself, <laughs> essentially. Yes, but also to reflect and to show some parts of my story which I think most problematic. So do you play yourself in the performance? I am myself. Yeah, and you're, you are yourself. Yeah. You're performing as yourself. Does it make you super emotional? It's better actually to see because it's a little bit hard to be like 
inside and outside. It's uh, a little bit schizophrenic feeling. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like I'm playing me and me like everywhere, and it's very <laughs> strange. One of the goals of this performance is to show what can happen if you're doing a if you're doing political art. And one of goals is free Oleksensov, who actually had just like think 20 years of prison for nothing. Mm -hmm. 20 fucking years yeah. in Russian prison means death, actually. He's now in the middle of Siberia in the mostly total isolation. He's still there? Yes, he's okay. there. That part of the play, which is dedicated to Sensov and reflects Sensov's uh, situation, is what Natalia called physical theater. But for my opinion, it's uh, feelings of the actors, how they understand tortures, how they understand all this pressure, which everybody actually have on the body when he go to prison. My radio show is all about entertainment and movies and TV show and Netflix and we were oh, asking... Netflix? Yeah, and I, and I read <laughs> up about you and said, oh, you were on a Netflix show, weren't you? N yes, I was. Well, what show were you on? Cars, of course. <laughs> it's a... That's a huge American Netflix show and you were yes. playing yourself in the show uh, as well? We were, yes, we were us as Pussy Riot. That's really cool, though. So do you watch Netflix... I've watched House of Cards. Do you have a favorite movie, each of you? I am really like to watch movies, but I like classics. I like uh, Odyssey 2001. Oh, yeah. Space Odyssey 2001. Uh -huh. Cool. <laughs> Sci-fi girl. Uh, for me, it's film. It's documentary film. Uh, it's called Winter on Fire. Okay. Uh, it is about Ukrainian events that happened a few years ago when many people got killed. So it's very... Uh, powerful winter piece. on fire winter on fire okay it's in english that will make a huge difference if you watch it and come to see this particular show it's about young people how they defended freedom and i think it's exactly about what is almost lost under democracy when a young generation doesn't value that particular luxury as a democracy that you have and in our countries young people go to jails for that so watch it yeah and it will be a great experience well thank you so much because i think that this is a really great show bringing the heart of london you're bringing your stories from the other side of the world and i think more young people should go and check it out and mm -hmm. come you yeah. never saw and anything like that and so how long does the show go on till till the end till of september? the 24th of september in london and so. then we go to falmouth manchester portmouth and dartington and then italy and australia so if you have audience well, there <laughs> Then definitely and New York next September. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking five minutes thank to speak with us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Back Row and Chill. I'm joined today by Ozzy Azaki. No? Ozzy Akili. Ozzy Akili. Oh, man. You got it right the other time. It's I fine. know I did. I was like, can I I'm not going to read it. I'm going to remember. And I didn't. Ozzy Azaki's quite oh, cool. Man. I like that. Can I, I'm going to call you that now. <laughs> Mr. Azaki. Maybe because yes. we were just br briefly talking about Japanese yes. uh, films. Uh, <laughs> it's on the mind. But anyway, thank you so much for being my, my co-host today. You're filling in for Noel Clark, who is filming in Berlin. Uh, right. We are going to go on to a phone interview with our second guest today. It's Remy Vaughan Richards who's a director of a guerrilla-style music documentary called Faji Agba. I hope I thought that right. So Remy hopefully is on the phone. Let's see if she is on the line. Remy, are you on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. Hi. I can hear you loud and clear. Yes, you Hello. are live on the radio. Hi. 
Hi. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, we would like to hear a little bit more about your about your documentary, which is currently it's screening a part of the BFI's Black Star season. Is that right? Yes, beyond Nollywood, the sub, sub subsection of that. Yes. Mm. And oh, okay, so basically, it's a film that took me like six years to make. I started off as a, a pet project, just following a friend of mine who brought these master musicians together. Um, I started following them, um, and over the course of the six years, the kind of their lives and deaths unfold, and they kind of chart the history of music and culture of Lagos from 1940s to present day 2015. Really, mm. it's a labour of love, self-financed, everything. Oh, wow. It was very much, it is kind of guerrilla style, it's kind of raw, um, but yeah, it was it was a passion project. No, totally. And so you, over the six years, how many times did you go out? <laughs> I'd get phone calls. I mean, I, I, they were rehearsing, they, they managed to go to, um, they were invited at some point to go to America in 2011. I started in 2009. Okay. And then in 2011, they invited to um, Prospect Park, Brooklyn's uh, festival, music festival. So whenever they did rehearsals, I get phone calls, rehearsing now, Kunle would say, we're rehearsing now, come get your stuff. So I just gather my equipment and rush there. But um, <laughs> I was always there, sort of, in between work, um, as a, my paying work, I'd always be hanging out and finding out where they were and just sit with them and follow them around. And, you know, so it, I can't really say, because I look back at it now, and I think, how the hell did I do that? I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> Dedicated. I not know how I was there on time. I I don't know how I managed to film, you know, the one part in America where one of them dies on the plane and I'm mm -hmm. there when the phone call, I, mean, I just happen to be there all the time somehow. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just, well, no, not. That's really impressive. Yeah, though. yeah. Amazing story. <laughs> and the, the characters as well of these, um, of these musicians, and they've got fantastic names as well. My favorite is it Fatai Rolling Dollar. <laughs> Fatai, he was, he, he's the most character, he's the one that most people know about because he became Kunle we discovered him early on and he's the one that got this profile he's a real he marketed himself very well he's a yeah. complete character so he's the one Nigerians um, know straight away and he's, he was a, a fantastic character really very young spirited um, still having wives at the age of 80 something and having allegedly his children <laughs> we don't know if they're really his children but you know he was still searching <laughs> around still smoking lots of weed still living the life of rock and roll what? it was an awesome character what a rock star <laughs> calling rolling dollar rock star amazing and <laughs> um, so from um, so was this the first documentary that you'd attempted to make or was it this is my first passion project. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of make documentaries as a living in Nigeria. Um, but this was the one that really caught me. And um, like I say, it wasn't, it, just meant, it wasn't meant to be a documentary at first. I was just recording it. And then somehow it kind of, the more you get into something, the mm. years later, stories do unfold. And then they start to talk about the history of Lagos, the music scene, and realize their place. They were kind of forgotten heroes. They were the people that were before people that became very big. I don't know if you know Ebenezer or Bale, those really big people. Mm -hmm. They employed him as a, to carry instruments, and then he's like one of the major characters in the music scene. So they were like people that, that they weren't known, but they had a strong place in, in the history. It's kind of strange how they didn't get, never quite made it, mm -hmm. but they were fundamental in creating other people. And how did you get it from, so you, you, you created it on your own, and then how did you get it into, sort of associated with the BFI? Uh, well, it's just Nadia Denton. She was doing this series called um, Part of Black Star um, mm. Beyond Nollywood. And I guess someone must have told her about it because it's done the circuit. It, it got awarded for Af this um, Africa Magic Viewers' Choice Award. It got 
voted for best documentary. I entered it for festivals. It's played in some parts of the world already. I even showed in Finland. The Greenland requested it, bizarrely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how Greenland... Anyway, <laughs> it's shown in Spain. It's shown at the New York African Film Festival. Oh, wow, it's been doing the festival Yeah, it's getting round. Yeah, yeah. And are you, are you still in contact with... I mean, I know a lot of them have passed away now, but are you still in contact with some of the band and the guys? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's only, as the old boys, there's only one left. Oh. Oh, yeah, no. very sad. Oh, but you have and my tragedy is, yeah. I, because this is self-finance and we haven't got funding bodies like you have in England and Nigeria, you know, so everything's down to you. And I wanted to, whatever money I, I get or got, I would give a percentage back to them. Hmm. Um... You know, it's kind of sad, really, because I would love to give them. There's only one left, and he's always saying, "Remy, give me some money, give me some money." <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, you know, I'll give you if I get anything from this project. You're always going to get a percentage. I mean, I, I did manage to get sponsorship towards the latter end to um, do the post-production um, through a private oil company in Nigeria and the Goethe Institute and another individual. Mm. They gave, helped me with the, the post-production, and I got an airline to fly me to New York to follow them there so I did get some but after I shot everything pretty much when everything was kind of done and I gave them the guys some money out of anything I got so yeah it's, it's sad really it's sad they all died not seeing the film ever oh no damn yeah oh well at least they are they're documented now forever yeah. and you've got that yes yeah, and they're, yes. their they are. next generation of family will have that as well and yes, so what's next up for, for you have you got any other uh, sort of films or documentaries that you want to get your hands into? Passion projects are kind of weird because they, they, they don't, you don't find them, they find you. Mm. So I'm still waiting for another one to hit me. Meanwhile, I'm, just, I'm working on some feature films, some sort of lowish budget to um, kickstart my drama, drama side of me. As far as documentaries, I'm doing a series in Nigeria. This, this time I'm being paid. <laughs> um, <laughs> an fun. individual, again, it's all the individuals in Nigeria. He's doing a series on the birth of contemporary art in Nigeria because before the, after the, there wasn't any contemporary art scene in Nigeria until the British came and then established a sort of established form of art school. So it, with, they all died, they, again, they're in their 70s, 80s, so I'm doing a series covering them before the main ones die, the main, the, the main um, um, modern contemporary artists in mm. Nigeria, I guess. So I'm doing a series on them. But that's not a passion project. It's kind of passion at the same time, but it's not like I'm using my own money, I'm being paid to do this. So I'm not yeah. as free to do what I want. I have to follow the client's format. But it's still it's a great project. And where would people, if people are interested in seeing uh, the the document, the music documentary, how could they go about seeing that? Because obviously it is, it is screening at the BFI. Um, on the um, that's my challenge, you know. I didn't like this is the like, fashion project. So I didn't think about the whole marketing and blah 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 because <laughs> you know, as one normally you should think about your marketing straight away when you do a project. This was never done really for the money or for the. So that's my challenge now. Apart from doing festivals, and again, got to try and raise funding because again, to to produce DVDs and get it online. So it's, it's down to funding. Everything's down to funding. Mm. Everything has to be self financed. So I, I'm at the, looking for funding to create the DVDs at this stage. Um, so I don't know, really, not yet. I, this is my challenge, right? <laughs> Three. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Remy, for giving us your time. And thank you thank for you. all the crazy hard work on this film. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. You're listening to the best of Johanna James and Noel Clark on FUBAR Radio. Yo, everybody. It's Johanna James, and today I'm joined by... 
What's it's a wagwan in a mandem? Nick Nevin is back Ian on Dando. the show. He's an owl. Just couldn't live without me, could you? I couldn't. Well, you guessed it on the show a couple weeks ago and yeah. went down really well. We're like, let's get you back on. Well, you know, I was uh, sli- only slightly less hungover this time than I was last time, so what, what, it should what? be should be slightly better. What level of, of hung are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ladies. <laughs> And we have Aaron on in the studio. Woo! So, woo! welcome. Hello, Thank hello, you. Hello. Um, so, your song was on the Brotherhood soundtrack, the Brotherhood movie. Yeah. Which still can't really believe that. But yeah. How did that come about? How was it? Did you get um, your song on there? It was actually kind of spontaneous. It was actually around this time last year. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know the film was being made. Oh, God. It was a whole year ago we made the film, wasn't it? It's mental. That's a. Whoa. Good organization, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was actually out with Jamal, Jamal mm-hmm. Edwards, um, Halloween. It was Halloween time. Yeah. And we actually, he introduced me to Jason. Um, again, obviously, I recognised him from previous films and stuff, but I did, obviously I didn't know Probably the Hooligan guy. Factory, mate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, you might, we might recognise someone else from that film as well. <laughs> not, not too far What's away going from on? Going on? <laughs> 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 yeah, so you, okay, so you bumped into Jason Mazza. Yeah, and then basically, obviously, I was a bit shy back then, so Jamal was like, oh, play the tune, play the tune. I was like, nah, nah, nah. And Jamal actually played the tune. He was actually in an Uber on the way to somewhere. I yeah. don't even know. Um, and yeah, he was like, wow, like, I've got to show this to Noel. So obviously he passed it on. Again, I didn't know anything like that was going on. And then yeah. Jamal was like, yeah, they're, they're going to put it in a film. I was like, what? <laughs> Sick, I think man. my voice actually went like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I've, I've looked up to Noel like, from a kid. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, I, was, I was a teenager when Kid Ot would first come out. Do you know what I mean? Um, and obviously Doctor Who and things like that. But um, uh, yeah, he's a legend. It's, it's it's leg- yeah, it's kind of like sinking in as, as yeah, I'm like, saying it again. Like, do you know oh what my mean? god, on oh, the yeah. movie, that's like cool. massive opportunity. So, so um, because I've seen uh, some of your stuff on YouTube. Okay, what do you think? Uh, uh, very impressed. Thank you. Yeah, and I think it was maybe one of your. I think it was like the top video that comes up is like you're the first time. Yeah. That okay. you're ever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's more because of the views as well. Yeah. That g- I mean, well, it's on quite a lot of views at the moment, but. How many views have you got? Is it one point six million? Oh, you never ask. Yeah, you never ask a man about his views. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just you heard my voice go. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, no, that's impressive. You should be like one point six million. Is, yeah, yeah. I should. No, I'm, I'm yeah, just a humble boom. guy. But um, yeah, nice. You're humble. It's nice. It's that. That seems to be the video that pops up first, which is obviously good because it's the first one, so yeah. people can kind of like follow the journey. But I mean, I haven't really released much, so that's like the next. The next step, you know, yeah. So I'm kind of glad that I can kind of talk about what's what's going to be happening with that. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing? I don't have any dates, but okay. I have got a project undergoing now. Like a, I don't really even want. I'll just say it like a five-track EP, basically. Okay. And that's going to be um, a concept EP about the two sort of sides of my life, which mm-hmm. is the fashion industry and now like the music industry. Because you modelled before. Yeah, well, I still, no, I still do. That's what. Sorry, I've just you, come from you were a model. Today. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Well, that's my day job. That's what. Yeah. Nick's a model too. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for, <laughs> come, come for, for, for really <laughs> fat, overweight people <laughs> eating lots of pies. <laughs> There's a market oh. for am, all of I us. Am, okay. I am the poster boy. It's really listen. I tell you what, guys, it's really terrible because I'm sitting here with two bloody good-looking people. It's really upsetting me now. So, oh yeah, we're just a couple of models jabbing with a couple of models. Well, I don't know about Joanna, but you know, I'm a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I did a catwalk once when I was 16. What, what round was it? Um, it was for. It was actually for like a hair. It was by Asda. It was. Fuck off. <laughs> 
Commercial international. client. That's what yeah, it no, was, no, no. That's what it <laughs> I know. I just realised that as I said it. I was just like, God damn it, she's probably rich as well. Rich and beautiful. Damn it. No, what happened was I got scouted when I was like 16. I pretended I was 18, and so I could go on the catwalk. And they, it was for like Salon International. This big, so it was for one of the big hair brands, like. What is there an age restriction for that? Yeah, I've never there was an age restriction. Yeah, and um, and so I went on the catwalk, and um, there was five of us. We had to like we we were told before we had to like you know strut down, and at the end we had to get in a formation and pose to like the the media and do like, like choreographed. Yeah, yeah exactly. But me, I'll get to the end. All the other people go left, me go right. And but that's I, it now. But you're setting the trend that you're standing out. Then do you know what I mean? Nah, why, well, why why be a sheep? You know it what was mean? obvious. I was on the wrong side of the stage, and then I had why to be a sheep. As <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, 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 that's true, mate. That's it. You get, you get spotted. That way, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you're just another sort of. But I had to make you know a decision I mean? when I was posing. I was like, I've, uh, mate, How do I get over there? So I just started to slowly move across the stage. That was the last time I went on a catwalk. I was like, I oh, fucked it. That's fine. I love it. But, um, I love that. Oh, we got a couple of emails in, so I thought let's just like open that. Um, mm. okay, okay, there's a lot of stuff. All right, uh, it says. Um, listening from there's a lot of hate there's a lot of hate, ma- hate mail for me is there? Is <laughs> a lot of like... Nick hate mail no a lot of Nick love mail there's uh, listening from Texas is nail is Nick's nail, Nick's nail still, still painted. painted what's that about Nick um, nail or nail like no last night on my Snapchat some chick um, painted my nails like, <laughs> in some part just, just one or... just one just the pinky like, <laughs> like, I, I, I shit myself I didn't want to go through the whole thing you know what I mean what, what colour it has to be red. pink. Oh, no, okay, it was proper okay. red. It was proper like you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was like all, not like yours, but, but like, like red, red. Sli- slightly lighter than that. Lit but red. Yeah, yeah, lit red. Yeah, I look like pretty Gosh. woman. Gosh, um, he says. So people are nuts for Harambe. They even have a thing called dicks out for Harambe. They do online. It's like a, it's what? like a salute to Harambe. It's called dicks out for Harambe. Okay. Right. Do you know who Harambe is? No. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You thank that, that, you. You hear that? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Like sort of. Yeah, yeah. Dick like, that, that was you on. Uh, that was you on Google, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, right. Dick, uh, dicks out. Okay. What, who the fuck's around yeah, me? No, I'm joking. Uh, so, no, you're not. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, well, no, I know now. I can inform you. Harambe is that gorilla who got shot. Oh yeah. Okay. No. So now I do you know. know yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know either, mate. Don't worry. So why well, do you have to know? Well, oh people, right. Like, okay. Have, I get it. They're kind of a bit like Marmite with Harambe. You either dicks out or you don't know. Or dicks in. Or dicks in. You know, <laughs> that's a bit weird. Okay. I like the next question though. On that. Okay. On that same it says, um, so you two are great. Uh, if you if you're stuck on an island, what's the CD slash album you would take? Um, I don't own a CD. See, that player. one's not plural, so that would uh, that'll take yeah, you, me years just to choose. You've got to take the one album. Yeah. Wu oh, Tang Clan, 36 Chambers. Fair play. You've thought about this. Well, no. <laughs> He's just revised that just question. It's the best it? album ever, isn't it? Well, if, I take, <laughs> if I take one of like the now numbered albums because you get so many so you get like four uh, discs don't you yeah but then you've got to listen uh, yeah, to that yeah but that's that's, you that's cheating that no it's like cd slash album so one cd as well it's one album on one cd you can't even take like a multi-pack it's just the one cheating. it's just the one um, could you rephrase your questions better ladies and gentlemen out could there you be, <laughs> <laughs> be specific <laughs> people <laughs> um, so sorry that no was that's just from, me <laughs> oh it doesn't say who that was from so hello person from them who's the presenter with Nick Hoot Cool, thanks. Uh, <laughs> hey. that'd, be, that'd be you, darling. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Um, uh, hoot, I think, is a is a term of uh, endearment. Is it? Well, like oh. like hoot, like like hoot, hoot, hoot. like. Oh. 
Tell Lovely. Um, so, hey, if you guys had a film about your life, who would play you and what would it be called from Simon and Hackney? Well, I'd play myself, wouldn't I? I was yeah. literally about to say that. <laughs> Don't know if you know, but I'm quite the actor. <laughs> Nick Nevin playing Nick Nevin. Nick Nevin. <laughs> In a Nick Nevin film directed by Nick Nevin. All right. Who would you get... If you play Nick Nevin oh in goodness. the now, but who would you get to play... The older Nick, Nick Nevin. Little Nick Nevin and older Nick Nevin. Uh, little Nick Nevin. Yeah. <laughs> Little Nick never could. Jason could probably play Little Nick Never <laughs> just because he's tiny. He's oh tiny. <laughs> like he could play me when I was like nine. <laughs> I'm not involved in this, Jason. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't. I don't know. Aaron, what about you? Who's someone was going to play? You know, because obviously when you blow up and become the world's best ooh, ooh. star, um, who's going to play Aaron Unknown? Um, I like that name, by the way. That's a great, great yeah. rap name. By I, I'm actually in the process of writing um, a it's lyric a about that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually... There's a lot of people that... There was a lot of speculation in the comments about, oh, yeah, of course he came up with that name there. And then yeah, it's yeah. like, that was legitimately what happened. I was there with Jamal. It was an organic moment. I was with Jamal and oh, another this. artist called Proton. This. And literally, we were just there talking. And as we was talking about it, Jamal just started rolling, like, the film. And then, yeah, you were a little like, bit nervous. Yeah, I could see yeah, you. Yeah, you were yeah. a little bit nervous, and yeah. someone and you, you were talking about what's the name though? Yeah, yeah. Like, so because oh, we had like a couple of very like a couple of options, and it was always going to have Aaron in it. But um, yeah, I, yeah. No, but so I like the, the, the so now, good, Can the, I speak about the, the, the alliteration? Know, so sounds yeah. great. Do you know the, um, it's not. the what's it called? Is it abbreviation? Yeah. Yeah. So unknown. No, it's an acronym. That's it. Right. So unknown is under new knowledge now overcoming world negativity. So it's like. That's, it's going to be like a whole movement around wow. that. It's not just going to be music. It's going to be positive events. Like love that, bro. I'm going to start doing <gasps> love that. Bro. That is amazing. Love that. Possib- obviously, where I've got strong ties within the fashion world, possibly a brand, but that'll be like later on. Unknown. I'm not trying to I'd wear an unknown run before I can walk. You know what I mean? Shirt. But for now, it's just getting music out. So I will catwalk I pe- your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. Just don't go the wrong way because <laughs> I'm not paying you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So, but who would who would play you? What's what guy um, would play you? Ah. Uh, to be fair, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm know quite. I'm quite like my own person. I don't know. Like I don't think there's yeah. anyone. I'd I'm want to play me. Unique. Um, in that sense. I don't know. But I think. Sorry, can I just say that I said that first, and now they're both saying the same question. <laughs> <laughs> both saying I the would. same. Nick Nevin, the trendsetter, ladies and gentlemen. Who would play you? Okay. Myself. But right. now they're both saying, "Yeah, I think my, I think I'd do a good job myself." I also yeah. would love um, Jennifer Lawrence to play. <laughs> good luck with that, love. <laughs> I mean, no. It's my movie, Nick. <laughs> <Sorry>. Anyone can. <laughs> Was a bit harsh actually. No, Sorry, no, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> well, she's a bit weird, isn't she? And she's I think a bit kooky and I'm a bit out weird, there. I'm on the weird side of. On the weird list. Yeah, so that would be it. Thank you, Simon from Hackney. Um, okay, when someone says, Who would win in a fight between Nick and Harambe from Dickie? Well, unfortun- <laughs> unfortunately, Harambe's passed away. Dead, so. Yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. So I'm, I'm going to say, fighting me. like his spirit. I don't know. I think I'm still going to go Rest for dead Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> Oh, guys. <laughs> That's a liberty. That's a liberty. Rest oh, in peace. Let's just have a moment of silence. That, for, um, that, <laughs> for the fuck around me, man. Oh, man. No, 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 no. Actually, no, that's a bit out of order. Yeah, I didn't mean that. I, I just meant fuck around me only because. Now, only, oh, no, no, I'm, ba- I'm doing a 180. Only, be- <laughs> only because only because that you said that her- dead Harambe would beat me in a fight. Okay, yeah, no, it's true. That's yeah, why I said fuck around me. Oh, okay, all right. But don't actually fuck around because yeah. it's dead and you put the cats off it. Oh, too low. You're listening to the best. Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. What's up? What's up?
up. It's Friday afternoon, and I'm I'm just so Friday. buzzing, buzzing. It's so good to be Friday. Welcome to Back Row and Chill. It's Johanna James, and I'm joined today this week again by my co-host. I'm back, motherfuckers. Ozzy Achille. Ozzy Achille. Said That's it right. right. This week. You did. You got it right this time. <laughs> it's Achille like the heel. Yes, like Achilles. Like Achilles but with heel. With an eh in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> Great, and I'm James with you know with a j. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Hi. Charlotte. Hello. Hello, Charlotte. How art thou? Welcome to the I'm show. Good, thank you. So we were well, we, we were prepping our our, um, our listeners to say that you are known you're known for fresh meat, but many other things as well. Um, and at the moment, you're you're doing panto. So we're also talking about panto, whether people love it or hate it. Um, yeah. So yeah, tell tell everybody a little bit about the panto that you're doing at the moment. So uh, we're doing a panto at the New Diorama Theatre, which is in kind of near Euston mm-hmm. in London, uh, North London, and it's a take on uh, Dick Whittington, which is the story of the man who became thrice mayor of London. As thrice, in the thrice. I like and, that word. <laughs> thrice, <laughs> and um, it was actually a true story. He did. It was a real man who became London mayor three times, um, too many times, and um, <laughs> I played. Dick, uh, Dick Whittington but we call him Ricky Whittington in this version and it's a sort of anti-panto it's actually not it's not a love song to pantomimes it, it sort of sends up the pantomime uh, oh. structure mm. so yeah and it's kind of about a young person's experience of London moving to London from outside of London huh. so, nice a little bit more yeah. and and as Ricky Whittington are you cross-dressing or are you playing I guess I am I mean like the thing is, is that I'm not. You're gender neutral. <laughs> it's so PC. It's 1901. I am cross dressing. I'm wearing trousers. <laughs> now, as a normal girl may may look. Um, so yeah, I'm I am I am playing a man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few references to that, but it's not it's not kind of a necessary detail. But I am I am. But it's not tights. It's not like green tights and boots. Yeah. Okay. With a cropped haircut. And are there are there songs and things? Yeah, it's essentially a kind of it's essentially a kind of musical, uh, a satirical musical. It, it's quite difficult to describe without sort of sounding pompous, but it's, it's a satirical <laughs> musical, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of singing. And it's it's as it looks, it's pretty funny, but you never know until we get an audience in front of us. We won't know if it's funny, <laughs> but to us, it's funny, <laughs> and and it's great. It's really well written, and the rest of the cast are so so talented and so good. So. Um, so it should be, it should be, a, a, yeah, a good evening out. It's not for children. That's important to emphasize. <laughs> oh, I, I see. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And so it's yeah. in the, the, what was that theatre again that you said? It was the, near Euston. Um, the new, diorama. New diorama. Yeah. New diorama. Yeah. It's just kind of near the hospital at Euston. <laughs> in case it's so bad, anyone else? <laughs> for someone who has like never seen any pantos before, would you recommend this one as a, a one to compare it to, like a, a starter, a starter panto, as you will? For me yeah i think so i mean I, I think it would be a shame because i feel it may ruin pantos for you in the future <laughs> so <laughs> if you have a desperate desire to see a pantomime don't see this one oh, wow. okay <laughs> but i think I, i've only seen one pantomime and i know like i the other day i had to explain to my australian housemate what all the like typical things that happen in a pantomime are yeah and as i was describing it i was like how is this, how is this a thing <laughs> yeah i just know about um and so he had no idea what I was talking about. So I think it will be fun regardless of if you know the pantomime structure. Like, it's a good show anyway. It's Just kind of have a drink like, and roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just like a small auditorium. It's, it's like a really small theatre, small cast. And it's just like kind of, yeah, it's just really fun, basically. It's a good Christmas outing. 
That's amazing. Sounds like fun. And what are you doing outside of the panto world at the moment? Are you doing? Have you got anything planned for next year? Or um, I don't. Next year is looking nicely open. Nice, fresh. Yeah, unemployed. Um, but I'm, I've got the new series of Call the Midwife is coming out on Christmas Day. So oh, I love that. Nice that's my f- people I'm doing, yeah. even though it's done. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it? I love Call the Midwife. It's like a family. Aww. I watch it. That's my favourite thing on Christmas Day to watch. And it always gets me. Oh, so it always nice. gets me. It's is like- siblings coming back? It's not. Uh-huh. No. This is our cue to boo the BBC. This is, this is, this is sad news for me. <laughs> I actually really like that show. Siblings oh, is dope. You. It's a, oh, thanks. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a like a particular taste. <laughs> Some people really hate it. Some people love it. I love it. I think it's great. The characters are really, really awful. So that's, that's awful in the best kind of way, though. Yeah, yeah. Liberating. <laughs> Do you get more um, recognised publicly for your character on Fresh Meat Siblings or Call the Midwife? Which one do you get most sort of taps on the shoulder for? It really varies. For some reason, when I look really hungover, I get, I get, or, or like ill, I get recognised for fresh meat. Really <laughs> <annoying>. <laughs> I don't really understand why, and it's always embarrassing. Um, but I did want to have a couple of nine-year-olds come up to me and say, it's you. And I thought, I can't believe it's going to let you watch fresh meat. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realised I realized it was called The Midwife. So it, it really varies, actually. Um, yeah, depending on the age group. You kind of got to wait for them to say what they know you yeah. from. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I am. That, that idiot that like, lists everything I've ever yeah, done. And that's... then they realise they just know me because I live next door. To <laughs> oh, well, now you're going to have that panto. You're going to be like, you're the girl from that amazing panto <laughs> that's not a panto. <laughs> Panto that put me off panto for life. <laughs> oh well, that's 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 really cool. Well, thank you because that's. Um, I wish I was. In, I wish I was in a panto this year as well. Now it's got me all like reminiscing about. I really want to watch one now. We've talked it's about it so, so much. Well, Glittery. No, everyone. So everyone, just to rehash again for our audience, uh, Ricky Whittington and his cat, the new diorama theatre. And when does it start? Are you already up or is it? Is it? No, no, we're rehearsing at the moment. Oh, the so, best, um, the best of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so we finish we finish rehearsals in about a week and a half, and then we start about the twelfth of or the thirteenth of December. The lucky thirteenth of December. And yeah, running into then, January. Um, yeah, till the seventh of January, and it's eight shows a week, so there's no. Excuse. Oh wow! Wow! You're going to be like trim for Christmas. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> oh, I'll be eating that turkey. Amazing, anyway. amazing. Yeah. Make sure you do all your warm ups. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for chatting to us, Charlotte. That's, Thanks, that's super, Charlotte. Super fun. And all the best of luck. I actually really want to go check that out. We should I do, do want to see. We should it. go I'm and see. Yeah, totally, man. Right, we're going to go check you out. Thank you. Well, not you yeah, out. The show out. <laughs> I mean, what? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charlotte. Bye. Need okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Oh God, that was a Freudian slip and a half, wasn't it? Whoa, <laughs> right. I'm not even lesbian, but okay. She is beautiful. She's very beautiful. Right. She's really good. In Siblings as well. I love that show. That show is really. It's I like binging on old school Netflix shows. So. Old school Netflix. Um, okay, I'm gonna go for another song. What am I gonna go? What is your for? choice? I'm gonna go for uh, a Pete Townshend song uh, from. It's called Let My Love Open the Door, and it's in like 56 million different movies. Wow. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of this. It's in Mr. D. Rom-coms? Rom-coms. Ah. It's pretty much in every Adam Sandler film. Oh, really? You're gonna get there, I know this just, one then. I should just, know this one. Oh, well, we're going to have a boogie to it now because it's like proper cheese 80s lovely <laughs> amazingness. Okay, it's back row and chill. <laughs> 